Hello there. Hey, Billy, how's it going? All right, so far, by yourself. Not sped, man, not sped. That's good to hear so far. I hope it continues that way in the remaining few hours of the uh, the today time. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we do our intro? Uh, I think that would be a pretty good time to do it. Is it the uh, beginning part of it? <laughs> All right, here we go. Ben and Billy Spacewalk. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm kind of curious, uh, as you and if any listeners are actually listening on to this at the night it's being uploaded, no, today is Halloween. Yes, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, fantastic response time I see there. No, but um, I was kind of curious, has there been any uh, any special stuff you've been doing today? Um, I haven't done a lot of, like, spooky stuff today. Yesterday, I went to a couple of Halloween parties, and on Friday, I went to another Halloween party, and so it was, it was a pretty fun, pretty good day, so, um, it was interesting to me, actually, um, uh, the first one I went to, just like a pretty average normal Halloween party and the second one I went to was uh, Saturday so that first one was on Friday the second one was on Saturday and so it was uh, Saturday evening at 8.30 and another one at the same time so I dropped and everyone was basically and they were playing a drinking game and I don't drink so I was like I don't drink alcohol, I drink I drink other beverages <laughs> um, but they were all consuming alcohol and I was like like man, like if I'm being honest this is really kind of lame they're just like sitting here and it's the equivalent of like if a, a Mountain Dew or um, something like that and uh, just sitting around and, and talking basically while I'm drinking this Mountain Dew and um, I was like this is really kind of lame and uh, in addition to that um, they were kind of making fun of um, not all of them not my friends but uh, some of the other other people there and they were like no come on just do it and I'm like I was like, okay, well, first off, we're adults. Like, why are you still in that, like, saying, the, just do it, dude, just do it, just drink once. Like, okay, like, we're all adults. We should be respectful of each other. And then second off, like, if I was acting the way you were, but about not drinking, like, if I if I was, like, telling you, like, don't drink. You know, like the devil standard there. Oh my gosh, yeah, I was horrible. Like, I was like, this is this is completely the opposite. Like, if I was doing that, y'all would be so upset and like, you're so mean. Like, you don't get to tell me how to use my body or how to live with my body. <laughs> like, you know? Ironic. And then the next party I went to, like, no one was drinking. And the atmosphere was totally different. It was super exciting, super involved. 
like everybody was having a good time anywhere that they were at in the in the party and um it was just awesome like loved it and i had a really really good time um i can i can talk about some of the activities um if you'd like billy i don't want to take up too much of the time oh no no by all means uh yeah i only had like one thing i was like really planning on uh talking about today so but by all means you uh you go into detail if you want (laughs) all right well i will then um yeah i um i got to go uh to this party and i got thrown into a game of cup pong um which is like beer beer pong but uh just you know without the alcohol um we were just using water because no one was drinking and so we were we were just playing this and i got uh paired up with this guy in a tournament um because he he didn't have a partner his partner like bailed i guess on the party and so anyways him and i were were playing and we did like really well surprisingly it was like dang and then um so we uh (laughs) we won the tournament actually which was super cool like totally unexpected um and it was really fun and then i also got i also got invited by two of my close friends to go um to go uh Oh, it's called Chaos. It's like a big school dance party thing um, at the college over here. And um, in like every single person that I talked to was like, oh, I'm going to this. I'm going to this. We were actually going to have a movie night and watch Dune. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's available on HBO Max like and in theaters right now. So, um but anyways, we were going to watch that on HBO Max and um, at my friend's house. And um, I was excited for that. But um, anyways, that ended up not happening because everyone was going to this dance like party thing. And um, so they had we... to dress up as people from Dune. <laughs> well, I'm sure that somebody dressed up like that, but... Um, I was going to go to it, but I was at this other party and then the friends who had actually invited me were like, um, they were leaving at 11 and I called my grandpa. Um, he had called me earlier in the day and I just had forgotten to call him back. I was like, I really need to call him back. So I called him back and, um, it was a, it was a good conversation, but it lasted like until 11 and they were like all right well we're leaving so i was like okay well i have no reason to go then like no big deal so um i ended up just uh i went over to my friend's house and literally just fell asleep on the couch and then went home and fell asleep in my bed (laughs) although if i'm being honest i would have preferred to end my night by watching some anime so that's yeah that's basically what i've been that's what I did for my spookiest spook spook days of the year. All right. Well, um, I'm glad you had a lot of fun there. Sounds like a lot of stuff really going on of varying levels of enjoyment, but uh, it sounds like a good time, I would imagine, at least for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Now, you see, I don't get invited to parties, so I didn't really have that to do. 
Uh, basically, what happened was I've been uh, I'm playing Dark Souls recently, and I started like a like a week or two ago, and I've been really enjoying it. Have you ever like played any of those kind of games before? Um, I have never played any of the Dark Souls games. No. Okay, well, I've only played like a, a little bit of Bloodborne, which is like a lot of the same like people and like some similar gameplay, but it's not identical. And uh, well, basically, Wait, Dark Souls is is Dark Souls the one that has like uh the big daddy and it has no, that's like that's Bioshock. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I was I was that... confused. That's all good. Uh, so yeah, basically, Dark Souls is just known for being like really difficult, and uh, I've been I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's really challenging, and like obviously, I've been having a difficult time with it. I'm like I'm still making progress, but I know I'm still like uh, quite a few hours until I actually like finish the game. So it, it's been a good time so far. I've been doing that a lot the past like few days in particular, just trying to get through. Uh, for any people who have actually played the game. Uh, would know. Um, I just finished fighting the Quay Log um, boss and also the Great Wolf Sif just earlier today. So I'm sure people who haven't played the game have no idea what that is, and I'm not even really sure, and I've been playing the game, so you're not the only one lost here. But <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been having a good time with it. It's not... Uh, it's not something that's very easy, but it is, like, really fun for the most part. I mean, I mean like, some of the time it is, like, pretty irritating because I don't feel like all the deaths in the game were inherently my fault. But, but for the most part, it's it, it's a pretty good time. I, I'd recommend it if you have a lot of time to spare for those kind of difficult games. So what's the general, like, basis of Dark Souls? Is it, like, a um, demon fighting... Like, what type of game is it? Well, uh, alright, so basically you have your character, you, you kind it's like an open world, like, 3D type of game, where you have to, like, fight enemies that are on along your way in order to get through some sort of goal. Um, usually, like, at least the first part of the game, you're, like, trying to ring these bells so you can get somewhere else, but then there's just, like, a whole lot of, like, boss fights and, like, other characters that just happen to be in the way. Like, for no story reason, they're just there. So what happens mm -hmm. if you, is you have to just try to kill them or usually run past them, but, like, if you try to run past them, sometimes they'll just, well, they'll just kill you because usually they don't stop trying to attack you, even if you try to run past them. Like even like a long like a long distance, they'll still follow you. So it's best just to kill most of the enemies, <laughs> unless you like kind of know what you're doing, and in specific areas where they'll let you just run away from them. Gotcha. So, so like, yeah, and you basically have... you're saying like it's a never-ending torment of like you're running away from these beasts, um, in unless you've killed them. Uh, pretty much, yes. Or I guess rather they don't really run at you until you get near them, but you have to get near them in order to progress usually, so yes. Uh, and you have these attacks and like shields and like rolling out of the way, like ways you can avoid attacks from enemies. But a lot of the attacks in the game, including yours, are like kind of slow. So you have to really be sure you know what attack they're going to use. Because if you use an attack and then they use one that 
Okay, here's the way I can say it. If you're trying to use an attack on them and they use a faster attack to kill you, you have no opportunity to avoid the attack because you can't, like, roll out of the way and attack usually at the same time. So what you have to do is you have to do one or the other. Like, sometimes you can, like, use your shield and then, like, roll away from an enemy, but you can't use the shield and attack at the same time. It just doesn't work, so... You really have to pay attention to what the enemy is doing and just figure out how they work. And, like, that's kind of fun, but there's also points where it just kind of feels like the enemies can, like, take half of your health bar away, and it's not as fun, necessarily. So, I don't know. It's it's a difficult time, but it's it's pretty fun for me so far. Gotcha. Yeah, sounds like it's a fun game. I actually, thinking about it, I think that one of my friends has actually... I think I've seen one of my friends play it. Um, but let me see. I've been, I'm trying to look it up to, to make sure that it is the same game. Is this the game where it's like Praise the Sun? Yes, that's the, that's the same <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, I actually, funny story, though I have never played this, I, um, have Cobras, um, who have been on a couple times. My very first Dungeons and Dragons campaign that I participated in, um, it was a, um, group a big party and um one of the things my character we had like a group of characters that were participating in this but my character was a monk who worshipped the sun or not a monk but he was a cleric he was like this that like gets his power from worshipping something a deity a higher power and we all there was like four or five of us that all worshipped the sun and uh, my guy had essentially taken the role of uh, Groot in all that he said was praise the sun no matter what the context no matter what the situation like he would just always say praise the sun and so it was so funny because like that's all I all I said the whole game and like people would like pretend like I was saying something super profound or like helpful to them and like they would just take whatever meaning they wanted but all I would say is praise the sun and (laughs) or like they'd be like not now and his name was Sun Bodhi like somebody but his first name was Sun and so because he praised the sun he changed his name to that when he oh wow yeah he used to be like a a pimp and then uh changed his life to praising the sun so <laughs> yeah anyways it was just a funny i just that yeah dark souls and it i made the connection finally so you yeah know. Did, did you know that that was like a dark souls like thing that they were probably referencing at that time or were you not I aware did, of that i did yeah they showed me they showed me the um the content and stuff that uh that was associated with it and i was like oh okay yeah like this is basically what we're all doing so if you want to just join us and i was like yep and uh this is my character so 
<laughs> I guess that worked out for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, Billy, uh, I think we've talked, I think we might have talked about this before a while ago, but um, I, what, did you end up having a costume at all this year? Oh, um, we did talk about this. Um, no, I didn't really do any sort of dressing up because I, I wasn't really going to be going many places today. So I just figured might as well just not even really bother. Um, so instead I played Dark Souls, like I was mentioning. And uh, yeah, th- today was not very eventful for today. So no, I didn't really do any costume-based stuff. I did think about like, huh, I wonder if I could just do it by sheer accident. Like I would find something that would work, but uh, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a different Halloween party on Monday. Uh, it was like a church Halloween party. And for that Halloween party, I was doing, uh, well, I wore the same costume on the whole to all of the Halloween parties I went to. Oh, so Lair from Dark Souls? Yes, it was... Yep. How did you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> you were talking about Grace the Sun. I was thinking that I was going to relate somehow. <laughs> no, just... Uh, I was just thinking about it because my... Um, my friend dressed up as Three Hunt Hole Punch Jim from uh, The Office. I don't know if, how familiar you are with The Office, Billy. Uh, not like not super familiar, no. Gotcha, gotcha. But well, in the second season, season two, episode five, if you're curious, <laughs> um, it's the Halloween episode for this second season, and um, Jim Halper is one of the employees there, and he always makes sure to put in the most minimal effort into his costumes, um, and. So, you know, wearing white shirts and working at a paper company, he gets three black dots and puts them in line. And uh, they're like, what are you, Domino Man? And he's like, he's like, no, I'm the three hole punch version of Jim. <laughs> because it's like, you can have me playing or you can have me three hole punched. Um, and everyone laughs and thinks it's funny because they work at a paper company and then yeah anyways so my friend my friend <laughs> dressed up as that in that costume and I was like wow that's great that was actually good that was clever um yeah anyways I just thought that was funny and then another guy dressed up as a Capri Sun wow. um yeah he like straight up had like this whole like like I don't even know how they did it, but it was just this giant, like, cardboard. And then they put, like, metal sheet around it that, and, like, colored it in. Like, it was, it was, it was good. It was a decent costume. So, there's lots of funny ones, though, and lots of good ones, but mine was just a very, I had uh, a trench coat. And a black um, three-piece suit, and a black tie, and a black shirt. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I should buy some vampire, um, some vampire fangs or something." But uh, then I 
I didn't end up doing it, but I, I could have just been easily been a vampire because why not, you know? So, but I wasn't I wasn't too too keen on on dressing up a whole lot, but it was good. It was good. It was a good Halloween. I'm glad to hear it. I think uh, I think it's always good to have well good days in general, but especially on the Halloween point, or I, I guess really any holiday, because it's a little bit more memorable for most people, I think, compared to like other days. So it is good to keep the more memorable days to be good ones, I suppose. I don't know where I was going with that exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see here, Billy. Um. What is new? What is new in the world of uh, Port Angeles? And uh, in Wilfred Summers the Fourth. Well, uh, Port Angeles specifically, not not really a whole lot. Although I did have something that I think would take a little bit of time in the episode today. If you want me to uh, want me to mention all of it, please do, please. So I got a spooky spaghetti story for you. All right. Oh yes. Should we do our spooky spaghetti intro? Yeah, I guess so. Spooky spaghetti. That's meant to be like a scary sound. It just kind of sound like ooh with me, like putting my fingers <laughs> above my mouth. So it probably didn't really help the ambience. So you know, well, that, that's all right. I'm actually excited, Billy, because um, I remember we've talked about this in the past. You've been working on your um, voice acting. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I completely unrelated to it, I guess. But, well, um, if you're telling a story, I'm excited to, to hear some of the, the voice acting. Oh, I'm probably not going to be doing a whole uh, lot of different voices, probably just the standard ones, but I'll try to think of a couple ones. Uh, but before okay. I actually uh, mention the story, I was going to mention the backstory. So there's this like little mini Twitter, like, uh, contest thing that one of the people I follow online was doing where basically like you put in five dollars and then whoever like had the best story would get um the money like the entry fee I guess and they had to write some sort of spooky like themed story that was um like less than five thousand words but like no other specific criteria besides that and it generally being spooky so I decided to go with more of a spooky comedy-based story. So I think I got a pretty good one. I I, I didn't uh, I, I didn't win by any means, but I was told that it was uh, it was pretty good in general. So I think now it's time I uh, I tell it, and hopefully it'll be enjoyable. If you have any questions while uh, while I'm saying it, just let me know, and I'll try to answer your uh, burning questions about this uh, incredible story I've written. Okay, I'd love to hear it. All right. So the, the the story title that I retroactively uh, made it is uh, The Loneliest Mansion Party. It's because there's a mansion party and it, and, and it, gets, uh, it gets lonely after a little while. All right. So are you, are you, are you, are you listening? Are you, are you ready for it? Are you scared yet? I'm ready. I'm, I'm already shivering in my baby seal leather boots. Okay, well, you're probably not going to be scared for long because it's not going to keep up the, the, the spookiness. All right, here goes. Yo, what up, peeps? Better seat yourselves in. It's about to get all sorts of spooks in here. Or wherever you're reading this, I don't know. Cecil Farrell was a lonely man. He had lots of friends. 
but still felt lonely. So he needed to end this loneliness he felt, or at least hold it off for a couple hours. Oh gosh, that's sounded like it was gonna get real dark there for a second. Oh no, no, it doesn't stay that way. That's like the darkest part of the whole, like that that <laughs> one paragraph. All right. Why am I so lonely? Cecil asked himself for the thirteenth time this day. Look, just give me my food. A customer asked him as Cecil forgot to give him the McDouble quarter pounder of McDonald's as his introspective mm. ra- er, introspection made him forget reality. I know what I have McDonald's, to do. Can I just interrupt for just oh, one yeah. second? Now McDonald's is calling my name. I'm really craving McDonald's now. Yeah, I'm not sure a McDouble quarter pounder actually exists. I just thought that that <laughs> sounded funny. So if you ask for it, you might not get one. But, uh, but if you want to, go right ahead. Uh, anyway, <laughs> okay, sorry. Please, continue. it's all right. I know what I have to do now. Cecil yelled out to all of the Mick customers who were around his general vicinity. I have to do a bachelor party. So Cecil went. Oh, I guess you can't really like see it, but I made all the colors for like every letter is different in Mansion Party, where they all have different uh, colors to them. But like obviously you can't see that from here, so the effect is kind of lost. Um, <laughs> uh, just a little behind the scenes thing about my story. Um, anyway, so Cecil went out on his quest to find his friends that cared about him enough to go to his Mansion Party which would be difficult as it was 4.30 in the morning when all this happened. Calling up his friends was the easy part. Getting them to show up? Also the easy part. Keeping them alive through the night? That proved to be more difficult. Or is it will prove to be more difficult? Uh, did prove to be more difficult? Whatever the grammar is, it is a difficult task. Once they started coming into the mansion, he had an idea of who was going to be there. Out of the 347.8 friends he asked, only five showed up. Those dispensable, I mean, mean, uh, dependable friends being the illustrious Sid Highwind, the lustrous Rydia Harvey, the illuminating Kane Von Muir, the ill Edward Polendina, and Prince Edge of Eblon, or rather King as his parents died in a tower unrelated to this story. Anyway, the six of them enjoyed their mansion presence as Cecil gave them a proper greeting. Hey, uh, thanks for being here. I kind of assumed more people would show up, but I guess I'm not. Not that important. He cried as he realized how... (laughs) Sorry, I'm just kind of laughing at this line. (laughs) He he, he cried as he realized how few people want him in their life. Uh, Are you you staying scared yet, or is it kind of going away now? No, Billy, I'm terrified still. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You're not that bad. We just literally had nothing else better to do, so we figured we'd make you at least a little happier. But I'm not sure it worked, Kane said as he wiped one of Cecil's tears. Edge told me this great idea I thought of. What if we all dress up because it's coincidentally Halloween today? Edward exclaimed while remembering it was Halloween today. Fantastic! Let's do this! Kane agreed without asking anyone else if they wanted to. So they begun, or begin one of those, but they didn't know something very important. There was already someone else in the costume waiting to, for them to make a move on a few of them. 
An hour had passed, making it November 1st by this point, when the spirit of Halloween, the devil trio all dressed up as some form of fictional character, Rydia as Dracula, Edward as Edward from Twilight, Cecil as Frankenstein, not the monster, Kane as Frankenstein, the monster, Sid as a mummy, and Edge as Prince Edge of Eplon from Final Fantasy IV. I think this was actually a pretty good idea, Cecil said <laughs> as he was leaving the room, remembering he needed to get something from his mansion porta potty. Once he came back, all was in chaos. Sid was hanging from the second floor of the stairway, dead. The paper was a 100 ply, so it didn't break when he slipped on something. I think he slipped on this pickle. <laughs> Kane, <laughs> that sounded a lot oh funnier when I said it really? out loud when I like compared That's to just reading it. Family friendly. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot less family friendly than some of my other stories have written, um, where people just get struck by lightning all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> Kane observed finding a pickle on the top floor and on the bottom of Sid's shoe. Cecil remembered he dropped a pickle from his McDouble quarter pounder, knowing oh, he was no. accidentally a part of his death. He kept quiet on this revelation. The group mourned the death of their friend. They couldn't really reach where he fell, so they just kind of left him there, which made things very odd when they were in the room. As sad as our friend's death is, we can't let it ruin our night, Rydia thought out loud, as she didn't really know him that well anyway. I think I need to be alone for a minute. Cecil said, reasonably needing the time to process the death of one of the few people in his life that showed up to his mansion party, however indifferent he was about it. However, coming from the other way into the room he was in, an unknown person was about to enter when, Hey Cecil, I think I need to borrow your iPhone charger. I forgot mine. A javelin swept through the room, going straight through Edward. Oh no! Cecil said as he remembered he had only had an android cable, not an iPhone charger. Then he noticed the javelin which made a home inside Edward's brain. <laughs> oh no! As Cecil finally noticed. I'm, I'm sorry, is it like ruining the mood? I'm just laughing through my own that, story. That could not possibly be an accidental death, Billy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think so, but we'll have to wait for the story to uh, continue unraveling for us to figure out completely. Um, we, we got, okay, let's see. He let the others know about their next friend's death. Turns out nobody really knew Edward, so they took less time to grieve him. Not that the first grieving lasted all that long to begin with. Okay, so who's next? My bet's on Rydia, Edge proclaimed, not liking Rydia because of her outfit. There's no need to bet on anyone at the moment. We need to handle this a bit more rationally, Kane replied. We need to set up a trap to catch whoever did this. Cecil took a trap-building class in college, or rather he was watching Scooby-Doo traps take place during class in college. Same thing. It was so good I can't begin to describe its epic workings, so I won't. The mysterious figure walked in front of the great trap, but didn't seem to trigger it. Kane, however, was not so lucky. After two hours of a ball going down a tube, several pulleys, a vacuum, probably a cat, Kane was catapulted to a wall, finishing his life. The group started to get paranoid, as you can probably infer based on their friends dying in various different ways. One thing kept them there, and that was their determination to finish the mansion party. They could have just left a while ago, but that dedication for Cecil's loneliness worked against them as three of them died. 
We must stay together so we can at least see who is at fault for all of this, Rydia concurred <laughs> to the other two. We're going to stay in a circle with each other, or maybe a triangle since there are only three of us, Cecil said in his <laughs> infinite wisdom. So the three of them stayed in one section for six hours straight, not moving, all with the mystery man watching them. Suddenly, the ceiling crashed an anvil onto Edge, killing him instantly. Seriously? How does this keep happening? Rydia said, <laughs> very annoyed. Perhaps I should have made the ceiling more stable and not kept my anvil up there. My bad, Cecil talked, forgetting until now about his ceiling and anvil issues. This time, the cloaked figure made himself known. Hey, girl, I heard your name was Rydia. I got this great club. If you're interested in going sometime, I can get you in. A shot was heard. Rydia fell over, leaving only the new man and Cecil. Why'd you shoot her? I was just hooking up with her. That's all I came here for, the man said. I'm sorry, I missed. I meant to hit you, Cecil said, upset he killed another friend. How did you miss? I was two feet away from both of you while you were in the middle of us. You faced the wrong way and shot her. Okay, so I forgot who I was and I might have accidentally thrown a javelin earlier. I admit it. How do you accidentally throw a javelin? That can't just happen on accident. Why do you have an anvil in your attic? What's that for? I need it for my weightlifting class. So, so let me get the... Let me get this straight. You invite everyone you know. Five of them show up, plus me. You kill all your friends by accident, and now you have no friends. Is there anything else you want to mess up tonight? Yeah, next time I'll take Lager to give you your McDouble Quarter Pounder. Uh, whatever your name is. I never really asked earlier, so I'm not sure who you are. I'm Golbez, your brother. No, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm not your brother. But that is my name. I'll get out of this mansion so I'm not in a quintuple homicide case next week, if you don't mind. And so, all of Cecil's friends died to his own stupidity. Dang, bro. That was, <laughs> a, that was a rough story, man. That was that was sad for all of Cecil's friends. Yeah, yeah, they're all dead. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll be all right <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, they're all dead. So, like, uh, dang, bro. Yeah, oh. uh, so, uh, so, so how, how'd you think of the story? Did, did you have any, any, uh, major burning questions or were you just confused the whole time no i think it was uh i think it was great i think it was uh really good oh um, thank you yeah i think bad, the more i not... say it oh, i'm sorry sorry go ahead go ahead billy I, I think the more i say it out loud i think i'm understanding why it didn't exactly get first or second or anything place now but uh small <laughs> details small details yeah um i also have a spooky spaghetti story if you're interested oh heck yeah i'm interested okay well um then here it goes this is the space spoons sorry that was uh that song was more western that's my bad uh, that's um right. <laughs> okay okay so this is the story of the Space Spoons. Um, once upon a time, Antonio Audron, Professor Antonio Audron, and Professor Victor von Vivostup <laughs> were all uh, were both sitting at a table when. Professor Christopher Cassidy III came up and started talking to them. 
Um, hey guys, uh, do you mind if I uh, sit with you? Said Professor Christopher Cassidy the third. Ah, this guy again. They uh, said Antonio, Professor Antonio Audron. Ah, fine, you can sit with us, I suppose. But first, you have to buy us some McDonald's. Uh, uh, that's fine. Um, I'm like actually a really successful rocket scientist, and so uh, I make a lot of money. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys want? Uh, I'll take the uh, McChicken and uh, the also McBurger and <laughs> also a McDrink, please. A McWater. A McWater, if you please. A um, McWater. Cellulite's going. Um, good. Ah, uh, very good. Um, anything for you, uh, Professor Victor von Wappenstruppen, the Virgin? <laughs> Nothing but silence from Professor Victor von Wappenstruppen, Wicken, Wacken, Lucan. Okay, uh, um, uh, okay, so. Uh, okay, well, uh, alright, well, I'll get that for you guys, and, uh, then we'll, 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 uh, hang out. <laughs> By the time that the McDonald's came, though, unfortunately, lunch was already over, and they were back at work doing their astronaut scientisty things. You see, all three of these men worked for the Space Organization of America, or in other words, SPUA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this included many men who, <clears throat> many men and women who were ex-Space Force Marines and oh, no. did something more meaningful with their lives. <laughs> them had seen great horrors while on the Space Force Force. So anyways, uh, they they could not speak of these because they were classified, but they knew they knew horrible, horrible things in space that you would never know. Uh, so anyways, they were uh, flying around and uh, they got into the spaceship and took off and uh, they were in, in space now, and uh, they didn't even get to eat that McDonald's before they left. But no. they were up in space, and they were just in, enjoying the views of, of this Earth and the moon. And uh, all of a sudden, they, they, uh, they heard something. They heard something click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Lacking. What was that? Asked Professor Antonio Audron, the third. <clears throat> silence. Nothing but silence from Professor Victor von Wipperstruppen. Kupen. Lappen. Stupen. Um. <clears throat> Professor Robert Ross decided to give this whole. 
uh, space thing to go when his wife and kids at home were getting sick and uh, they said that the only cure was found from moon cheese. So what? we decided to join up on this expedition and uh, harvest some more moon cheese for his family. Uh, so they uh, they arrived on the moon safely landing. Um, and uh, they all disembarked and, and went on to the moon. But as they opened the doors, they heard that strange noise again. Click, clack. Click, clack, click, clack, clacking. Professor Antonio Audrin asked again, did anyone else hear that strange click, clack, clacking? It's nothing but silence from, but from Professor Victor von Wepperstruppen. Nothing but silence. Professor Robert Ross said, Nope, but I sure need some spoons in order to get some moon cheese samples. For no suspicious reason. I realized that I just did the same voice for him and the narrator and Professor um, Audrin. That's so, right, I change uh, voices like all the time in my story, so it's all good. <laughs> um... Okay, so anyways, uh, Professor Professor Robert Ross uh, decided to grab a spoon from the uh, uh, kitchen. I was trying to think of a different word for, for kitchen. I was going to say the infirmary, but I was like, that's not where spoons are stored. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> anyways, so Professor Robert Ross, otherwise known as Robbie... Uh, decided to grab a spoon from the kitchen area and went out onto the moon's surface, digging up moon cheese, taking samples, and sneaking some for his family. He went back into the ship. Uh, only a short while later, Professor Marcus Mephistopheles was walking out on the moon and heard something. A blood-curdling scream. Dun-dun-dun! It was Robbie. They went back to the ship. He rushed back to the ship only to find Robbie, his spacesuit broken, dead on the ground. Dun-dun-dun! Uh, not sure how this could have happened. Uh, he he was trying to examine it when he heard a strange sound. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, clacking. When to his surprise, he felt something stab into him his back right side of his lower back and then stab and drag all the way across up his back and then plunging into his heart That's Professor, not good. 
Marcus Mephistopheles was dead. Dun dun dun! <clears throat> now, all that remain on this ship are Professor Antonio Audron and Professor Victor von Wappelstruppen and uh, Christopher Cassidy was down at mission controls. That was the guy that was trying to eat lunch with them, you know? Right. Now, Professor Christopher Cassidy, otherwise known as Chris by his friends, sadly, he didn't have any friends, so uh, no one really called him Chris. But anyways, back to our story. Professor Christopher Cassidy, seeing this footage and seeing one moment these men these strong capable astronauts being fine in the next minute dead on the floor seeping out blood and air from their spacesuits um anyways so he was so alarmed that he called both professors Victor von Wappelstruppen Kiplapalupen and Professor Antonio Adrin the third um, he called them from mission control and said you guys there's been a great disaster a great disaster indeed these two astronauts have been killed you must come home immediately and cut the mission short so they did they started they started only to find Professor Peter Prince, other no, otherwise known as Pete, dead on the moon's surface. As they were walking back to the ship, Professor Victor von Wappelstruppen the third was able to get there first, <clears throat> and he took off his spacesuit, which is not something you would normally do in space. But uh, he was ready to. He was ready to get home. He was ready to get home. Um, now, after Professor Victor von Wappelstruppelukenlukin the third was, they are sitting in in the ship's hull, ready to leave. Uh, Professor Antonio Audrin the fourth heard a strange noise. As he was approaching the ship, he heard that noise again. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, clacking. Now, Professor Antonio Audrin grew very scared and, in fact, even peed a little in his spacesuit. Oh, no. Well, because they were in zero G, some of that pee went into his mouth. <laughs> oh, unnecessary detail, but okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just your reaction. Just your reaction to that feeling. Whoa, whoa, unnecessary detail, but okay. <laughs> I mean, the same kind of thing happens in Dune, so I guess I shouldn't be all that surprised, but still. <laughs> Oh, okay, not, not the same thing, really, but uh, if you've seen the movie or read the books, you, you, you'll get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. A anyway, I'm sorry, back to your story. 
Anyways, so, uh, Professor, uh, as Professor Antonio Audron III approached the ship, the door suddenly opened, and he saw Professor Victor von Vappelschupelukeluked standing in the doorway with no space suit. Professor Victor von Vappelstrucken, Luken Luken, what are you doing without a spacesuit? All of a sudden, he blinked and he was Victor, Professor Victor von Vappelstrucken, Luken Luken III was gone. But in his place was Professor Peter Prince, who was also not wearing a uh, spacesuit, but suddenly collapsed. Uh, Professor Antonio Audron III rushed to him and said, What was wrong? What's wrong? How did you even get here? Are you okay? Are you okay? No, he was not okay. He was dead. Um, as Professor Antonio Audron got back in the ship, Professor Victor von Vappelstrupid was wearing his spacesuit and, in fact, had gotten all of the other astronauts into their uh, assorted coffins uh, for the trip back. Each, what? Space, each spacecraft was equipped with a coffin for each space person just in case of a tragedy. <laughs> Just like this. Now, as they were flying home, as they were flying home, they put it on autopilot and were wandering around the ship. Now, Professor Victor von Vappelstrukeluken was had not said a single word since they had arrived or even left the station. Um, which caused Professor Antonio Audrin much suspect he was like hmm very interesting that this man who normally is the most talkative of men would not be saying a word for many times but no matter I'm sure that the deaths of his comrades has been hard for him to take I also heard that he's deathly allergic to moon cheese but he's been wearing his spacesuit, he's, so he's probably fine. Uh, as they, as uh, Professor Audron the Third was wandering around, he heard that strange sound: click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, clacking. Just sitting at the controls. He turns around to see Professor Victor von Vakalukin standing in the doorway to the control room. Oh, oh, Professor Victor von Vakalukin, you scared me. I did not expect you. I just kept hearing this click clack clacking sound. And, uh, I 
every time that I've heard it, someone else has died. Huh. I'm glad you're here. At least we'll be safe together. Just as he says that, Professor Victor von Wingelshire smiled to reveal not fangs, but spoons for teeth. Oh, no. And as he smiled, Professor Antonio Audrin III heard that horrible, horrible sound. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, clacking. He realized then it was the sound of the spoons knocking together as he opened his mouth and as he was going to kill his next victim. That is where Antonio Audrin III met his end. Dun, dun, dun! It's probably the scariest thing I've ever... Uh, was that the ending, or was that... Was, was there more? No, that was the ending. That was the ending. Okay. He's basically yeah. like a vampire, but with spoon teeth. And he kills people. This, this is like the scariest thing I've probably ever heard. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. It's uh, it's the spookiest thing ever. I'm glad we had to save it for this one, because uh, I'm not, I'm never gonna get over that one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Billy. It's Halloween. I it had to be done. That's all right. I understand. <laughs> all right. Um. Let's see. It is kind of. It is kind of getting to the later point of the uh, episode time. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Um about your story like any behind the scenes stuff or was there any uh anything else you wanted to say about it no i uh i don't think so i just have been thinking about uh um our space fact of the day okay i think uh i think i think after your story which i i very much enjoyed i think we can uh, i think we could probably do that and then just kind of end the episode after that i think I've, you think that'll work yeah, sounds like a good plan to me. Alrighty. Alright, here we go. Space facts. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, okay, so... Um, interestingly enough, our, our space fact has to do with... Uh, with uh, Space Force... So I don't remember, I don't know if you remember or not, but Space Force is a branch of the military that was just um, created not too long ago. I think while Trump was in office, um, it's a legitimate thing. So uh, basically, our space fact is that in 2022, um, there is planned as of right now three space force missions um and essentially what they're going to do is they're going to um fly spacex um spacex is falcon 9 i believe they're they're uh um no falcon falcon heavy sorry they're falcon heavy um, 
uh, rocket and they'll be flying to uh, flying around and just I guess getting a feel for space um, they're doing a couple of different missions with a couple of different things now a lot of details have been released but I just thought it was kind of interesting that uh, you know they're actually kind of taking this seriously where they're actually like doing stuff now with uh, Space Force so <laughs> um, I just kind of think it's weird how the um, the Space Force exists when it implies that there is some sort of threat in space that needs to be dealt with when that uh, threat is not proven to exist as of this moment so I don't know I just think it's a really weird concept in general but, uh, but yeah I guess it's interesting that they're making progress I guess well, all I'm saying, Billy, is they're literally spending millions of dollars to do this, and um, that's crazy to me that they've created this whole branch of the government for, like, literally millions, billions of trillions of dollars that are going to be poured into it, and that's, to me, is is uh, kind of funny. But, uh, you know, what, what do I know about uh, spending my taxpayers' dollars? But, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, don't know, I feel like it could be better spent other ways that uh, th- that would help problems that actually exist in the world. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but you, you know, you know, yeah. Again, like kind of like what you said. What, what do I know about that? Yeah, what do we know? What do we know? We're just, we're just some kids. Yeah, with a podcast. Yeah, yeah. That uh, although that podcast level does kind of raise our um, our seriousness and. Uh, credibility of these situations very much so that at least helps a little bit i think so at least i don't know uh yeah that's that's all right maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe we don't have any more credibility um i I think we should end the episode now i think you i think you agree on that yeah yeah totally all right (laughs) well with that this is uh ben and billy signing off oh yeah